Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, all I know is all I know, okay? <laughs> when it comes to the Word, when it comes to just our Heavenly Father and who He is and what He is, um, you know, I don't claim to have it all down. I don't claim to have all the knowledge. But the base knowledge of our Heavenly Father is, is so awesome, you know, so many times you see people with different degrees. Uh, and I'm always thinking about this fact here. If you just simply get in the Word and search out the Word, you got all the knowledge you need. Okay, You got every bit of it. I'm reminded as I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, Paul is talking to the people at Corinth. Or wrote to the people of Corinth, and he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. You know, I, I like the fact that Paul says here, you know, not no fancy words. I just come testifying. I, I come to tell, declare uh, what God has done. And then in verse 2 he says, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So Paul went in this thing, and he's decided there was, there's no prejudgment there of these people. He just went to preach Jesus. He went to preach Jesus. So, man, it, if that's all we could do, we've done everything we need to do. Uh if we can just present the gospel, because we're commissioned to print, plant seed, water, and harvest. Right? We can't do nothing with man's heart. We can't change a man's heart. We can't change a thing. Uh, you know, so many times we like to reach into people and take things out and put things in and uh, fix it ourselves, but we can't do that. But if we can distinguish and decide from the very beginning that hey without any fancy words uh without any skill or expertise you know wisdom uh all we got to do is give them a testimony of god tell them who god is and what he's done see because the works of god the miracle signs and wonders will prove who he is it, it will prove his strength his might his ability to change lives. Um, so don't worry about what you have to offer. You know, one of the beauties of the gospel of Jesus Christ, all he asked is to go. Go all the way back to Moses. All he asked Moses was to go. <laughs> and, you know, Moses had a million and one excuses now. But, all he ever asked us is to go. He says, don't worry about the words. I'll put them in your mouth. Don't worry about what you're going to say. I got you. You know, God will set up the time, the place, the words to speak. I mean, he's going to put it all together. He's going to orchestrate the whole scenario. Now, what we need to be doing is searching out his word, filling ourselves with this word, so now the Holy Spirit can reach within us, pull those words out, and give us the ability to speak those words to others, and we're simply giving our testimony. All right? 
And in verse 3, and it says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. You know, being with somebody, being a companion to somebody, uh, being a shoulder, uh, being an ear, um, you know, so many times it's not about what we say, but what we're just able to do and be there for somebody, to stand with them and to listen to them. It goes so far. And then verse 4 it says, And my speech and my preaching, not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Look, <laughs> persuasive. We're not trying to persuade anybody of anything. That word enticing there means persuade persuasive so persu persuasive words of man's wisdom look there there's enough motivational speakers there's enough people who have uh a, a system of getting things done man there's plenty of man's wisdom out there uh you know that tries to entice us and be persuasive but I like the last part of the verse. It says, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Demonstration. When what we're telling people begins to work and it demonstrates itself, when it when it does what it said it's going to do, look, <laughs> there's no need in me getting in the way. There's no need in me trying to insert myself and, and insert my thoughts and, and insert my uh theories and what i think works and what don't work the word works it, it it would do what it says it does you know god says in this word that it will not come back void or empty if it says this is what it's going to do then so be it that's what it's going to do now a lot of times if you notice like i notice in my life if it doesn't work then it's because i failed on my part it's not because God failed. It's not, it's not because his word has not come to pass. It's simply because I failed on my part. You know, we're in a covenant. We're in an agreement together. Uh, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then whatever this word says, there's always an agreement. There's always in the covenant with it. And that God did his part, the Father, through the Son, coming to die for our sins and sending us the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct, and teach us in all things said and done, then if we're not operating in that form and fashion through the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and rather doing it on our own and expecting the word to come to pass, but we're not following what the word says, then we can't give no fault to our Heavenly Father for not it come to pass. We've we've dropped off into our own wisdom and trying to do things our own way. And, and we come up with our own speech and things to say and not to say and when to say and how to say. But if we're listening and obedient and allow the Holy spirit to do that work for us, then we have the different outlook. But as long as it's on us, then Hey, we can't get mad at God for what happens. We can't get mad at God for the turnout we can't get mad at god for whatever's happened and the verse five it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of god what i believe in is because what that word power is the ability to move something all right my faith is in 
God's ability to move what needs to be moved. It's not <laughs> in the wisdom of men, the, the uh, skill or the expertise of man and what it can do and what it can move. But rather, mine is in the ability of what my Heavenly Father can move, what he can move the mountains that I can't. That he can move the situation that I can't. That my wisdom or my words. But it's the his power and his ability. And when I'm going to somebody, I'm not going to let anybody think there's anything that I can do to change their situation. Because I can't. But I will go and let them know that there's one that can change the situation. So if you're listening, know this. Bearded God Gospel can't change the situation but the good news that Bearded God Gospel gives is simply the good news of the Word of God. And it's an encouragement for you to jump into that Word to see what God can move, to see what God can change in your life and begin to live and operate in it. Hmm. Man, and look, if we can go there, you know, me and big words don't get along. <laughs> me and big words don't. Uh, we're like oil and water. We just, we don't mix. And that's the thing I love about God and, and getting in this word and the Holy Spirit is when you begin to get in it and jump into it, he takes these words and he puts the understanding in your heart and your mind, which gives you the ability to operate in it, which gives you the ability to see that the demonstration of the spirit, how it works and how it operates. And then that power, which gives the ability to move which gives you faith to believe that and knowing that whatever you're facing, whatever challenges before you, they can be dealt with. And not only that, the past, so many times we're, we're like a horse and buggy. We got the buggy loaded up with our past, but we're trying to go forward and operate in our future. But we got to unhinge ourselves from that past. The, the power and ability that there's nothing I can do to change it. But, through the Holy Spirit that says that my Heavenly Father has forgiven me, not only forgiven me, but forgotten it. So know this, if if you have these thoughts and reminders of your past that's weighing you down, don't think it's God for a minute. Look, God's releasing you so it's easier to go forward. Look, imagine this. Go get your backpack. Put you about 50 pounds in it. Walk a mile. Now take that backpack off. And then walk another mile. And tell me which mile would be easier to you. The one with the 50 pounds. Or uh, the one without the 50 pounds. And regardless of what kind of uh, shape you're in. If you're going to run a marathon. Or if, if you can't like me. It doesn't matter. The weight will affect people regardless. Even if in our own strength we're, hey, let's say you're one of those that's a workout buff. You, hey, you've done it all. You've worked out. Hey, you can go 15 miles uh, jogging like it ain't nothing. Still doesn't matter because if you jog 15 miles with 50 pounds or you jog 15 miles without 50 pounds, you can be able to tell the difference. So regardless of once again our ability our strength what we can do what we can't do doesn't compare to what god can do
So don't allow your past to drag, drag you down. And just take this gospel, take this good news. And if you don't have the gospel, this is the good news for you. It ain't hard. Huh? It's not hard. And it's not a big bunch of fancy words that, you know, that most people just can't get a grasp and hold on. If you're like me, average Joe person, um, and just know this, that you're determined when you know the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's simply what you're bringing is Jesus at Calvary that died for where we missed this word at God's holy word. And he died the death that we owe because outside this word is death. Outside the presence of God is death. There's dead people walking around every day. Okay. I ain't talking about people six feet in the ground. I'm talking about people walking and talking that are separated from God. And here's the simple message. All right. Jesus went to Calvary and he died for what we owe. Because there will come a day that everybody faces uh, a funeral. I ain't going to say death. Because death is decided that day when you lay this body down. Do you know Christ is your Lord and Savior? Have you had somebody to make up for your mess up? Huh? So what God created you to be, and we fall short of that because of sin come in to the picture and, and mess that all up. So this is the simple gospel. Jesus wiped that out. The son wiped it out. The father sent the son to say, hey, they can't do it. I'm sending the son. So the other simple thing about it is not only did he die the death for you, but he rose up. So we're just like, when we receive Christ, we're just like Christ. We we die to our sins and old self, and we're resurrected into new life. No longer are we dead walking around, but now we're walking in new life. And when we're walking that new life, then we're not in this journey alone because Jesus went to the Father until time for him to come back to receive the church, which is not a sign, not a building, but those that know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. Right? And But until then, we've been given the Holy Spirit, which is the presence of God that dwells with us, which, like I said, is our teacher, our guide, and our director in all things said and done in our life. As we read this word, and it because we're born again through that new life, and just like when you're uh, born from your mother, you had to learn how to crawl, walk, and run, and you had to start on that baby food, that milk, before you got to the meat. Look, he makes it real simple. He feeds you the milk, and he begins to build you up and strengthen you in his word through the Holy Spirit, and he makes you ready to go out and in his mind, his strength, not in your own wisdom, but through his wisdom, you can testify what God has done, and you can decide without any judgment to go and tell others, right? and, and you can be with those and their weaknesses and their fears and their trembling, and you can begin to proclaim through the wisdom of God and see the demonstration or the actions of the spirit and the power and the ability to move in your life and not only in your life, but others also by the faith and the power of God, man. Hallelujah. So be excited. Huh? 
be excited that you don't have to be um, all fancied up. <laughs> you don't have to be all fancied up. You don't have to have no doctrine. You don't have to have no masters. You just, you got the greatest physician doctor there is, Jesus, the greatest master there is, Jesus, and, and through the Holy Spirit, uh, you can receive all these things, the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the Word of God. You know, Solomon, when he was commissioned to lead the people of Israel, he he simply prayed, Father, give me the wisdom to do your work. All right? In all simplicity, that's what he did. He said, Father, just give me the wisdom to do your work, to lead all these people. So when you receive Christ, then once you do that, you have a desire to share, then Hey, pray that simple prayer. Father, give me the wisdom, the ability, the knowledge, the understanding to do your work and your will and your way as I go out here and I begin to tell others. And it's really simple. You ain't got to be all fancied up and educated up. You just got to be willing to listen and be obedient and just determine that you're not going to go out in your own words, your own actions and your own might and your own strength. You're going to go out in God's words and his strength and his ability. And you're going to see through not trying to persuade anybody of anything, but rather you're just simply showing what God has done in your lives and other people's lives. And you're showing and allowing God to demonstrate his work through you and the change that's happening in your life. So praise God. Hallelujah. So be encouraged today. Just be encouraged that regardless of who you are, God can use you. He's just looking for some willing vessels. So be blessed in everything you do, but most importantly, be a blessing to somebody else.